Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy podcast, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for all things resources, tools, and advocacy for the franchising industry and for entrepreneurs looking to learn more about franchising in the local marketplace. So for today's episode and our guest today, here's our starting point. Are you one of those people that has said, like me, you know, I wish there would have been a school when I was a kid that taught me how to do my own thing, that taught me how to be an entrepreneur? Well, our guest today, Rachel Benson, co-founder and operator of Acton Academy in Omaha, is doing just that for kids in the local area. Rachel Benson, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So tell us, what is Acton Academy all about? Ah, man, I would say, because there's so many, so many things, uh, (laughs) life change, uh, but I would say igniting entrepreneurship in youth. Uh, and helping them, because we, we do a number of things, but the day-to-day school, it's really helping them discover who they are, discover their gifts, and discover the mindset and the grit, uh, perseverance, clear thinking that it takes to really step out, carve your own path in life, and change the world. And doing that with kids of what ages? Starting at age three. Starting at age three. Yeah. Right so. now, we're going, we have through age 12, and then next year, we're expanding that a little bit to open up our middle school studio and then a few years later, we'll open up our, our high school studio. Oh, congratulations so on that. Are. Thank you. And you're a couple growing. years in now, right? Yeah, on year three. Year three. Year three. And so you have probably learned some of those lessons that you're trying to teach kids <laughs> about. <laughs> Sometimes so you just got to do. Yes. And, and really, that's kind of where all this began for me is when I was growing up, I was an avid perfectionist. I was really good at the game of school, right? I uh-huh. could study. I could avoid failure like it was nobody's business. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the game, right? If you, vo- if you fail, that was really bad. Oh, yes, of course. You know, and so I would avoid it. And I did so well. I was valedictorian, you know, all these things. But mm-hmm. on the inside, I was empty. And I had no idea who I was. It wasn't really until college when I'm kind of getting out on my own and starting to do things for myself, having to think for myself, that I started really developing, oh, this is who Rachel Benson is, you know. And so, yeah, that's the whole journey of, like, that mindset shift for me. It took a long time. Uh, probably wasn't until mid-30s that it finally clicked, like, I can do hard things and I don't have to be perfect at something the first time. Sounds like entrepreneurship. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let me kind of start at the end, if I could, because there's so many directions we could take this conversation. What does success look like for an Acton student? Mm, I love that. It's a great question because I think in a traditional setting, you think, okay, what's success look like? Good grades. Yeah. Right? Right. Uh, The teacher saying you're awesome. You know, uh, <laughs> gold getting stars. your work done. Yep, gold stars. And in it, as an acting hero, uh, I think it's really about confidence um, and that growth mindset uh, and the way that they think. So, like our learners, each week they're setting their own goals for their learning. Call them smart goals. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they're learning how to set specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, tough, or timely goals. Um, and then they're in small groups, and they mentor each other, and they hold each other accountable uh, to those goals throughout the week. And then they get to earn freedom, excuse me, on Fridays uh, when they, if they accomplish their goals, and they get to earn passions time. So they can work on a passions project that they're kind of getting together and be able to present at our exhibition to our parents uh, once every six weeks or so. And uh, Really, every six weeks, yeah. like every month and a half. Yeah, the parents come in, and they are showcasing their learning. In fact, this last time, uh, some times are better than others, right? So this last time was a learning experience for them because yeah. they, <laughs> they were so motivated to get everything ready that they didn't really spend a lot of time on the actual like presentation, and it, it was a little rough, you know. But we circle up afterwards, and we read the parent feedback that they submitted, and they're like, oh. Yeah, that didn't go as well as we thought it did. <laughs> and then they learn for next time. Uh, but it, that's kind of a, a picture of what it's mean, what it means to be at Acton is it's a safe place to learn how to fail early, cheaply, and often <laughs> because then they'll be able to learn and be able to f- develop the mindset that says, I can be resilient and I can do anything I set, set out, I try, I'm going to fail at different points, I get back up, I keep going. It's really that hero's journey, you know, to really discover who they are and hone their gifts and come out changed. Wow. I really caught something you said there. And for the benefit of our listeners, fail early, cheaply, and often is a lesson that you try to teach those students. And of course, that's the relevance of having this topic on the podcast. This podcast is about franchising, about entrepreneurship. And what better way to learn than to teach I'm guessing you've learned a few things from your, well, you call your students heroes. Heroes or learners, yeah. What lessons have you learned from your heroes and learners? Yeah, I, they're amazing. (laughs) Children are geniuses, uh, and they have so much capacity to learn and to do big things, even to think critically like an adult. When adults aren't around. (laughs) I'm serious, like they own I thought they just played video tribe. games when we weren't around. I know, right? But I think that's the magic of the tribe. Uh, so that was another uh, learning point for me. The powerful nature of whatever tribe your child's in mm-hmm. will really affect, affect and impact them. When I was a long time ago, I was a, a teacher in a traditional setting, mm-hmm. private school. And I remember like the whole orientation of the day was around teaching, assignments, uh, if they had issues together, it was like take it outside and deal with it at recess. Uh huh. Right? Like I, I tried to do a little bit more just because I was really, I cared about them, but um, there was no room or no focus really put on how do we create a tribe of young people who know how to be authentic, hold each other accountable, speak their voice, um, mm. like how to show up as a successful adult, even, you know, yeah. in the real world. But how do we teach them how to do that at a young age? And so here, it's like that's the big part of what we do is helping them learn who they are and putting them in positions where they're learning how to lead themselves and lead others. And uh, with with the potential of little failures along the way, that you know, challenges uh, with uh, um, maybe a real-world consequence or a, uh, a motivation, you know, at the end that they're like, okay, what am I going to do, you know? Yeah. They're on, a, on an adventure each day. <laughs> They're on an adventure each day. I mean, yeah. that's what every day is, right? Right. Right. That's really interesting. So let me back up. 
What was the spark for you? I mean, we heard about your own life experience, and you said you were really in your mid-30s before you realized, well, wait a minute, now I know who Rachel is. What was your spark to start Acton? Uh, Acton, yeah. Acton isn't a franchise, but it's like a licensing arrangement, right? So there, there were other Actons. There were people yes. available to help you, correct? Yes. There's about 300 around the world now. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it, in 25 countries. Um, and when I first met uh, the group, when I first kind of got um, accepted, I was uh-huh. number 80, accepted, uh, and went down. And I found myself in this room full of world changers is what it felt like. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, who I get to be around it. Like it was, (laughs) it was amazing. Like I found my tribe, I found my people. Um, but the spark, I felt lost for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. Uh, so as I shared before, I was, uh, always dreamed of being a teacher. Yeah. I was in a private, uh, traditional school. Um, I loved it. That school, uh, in 2008 went through like this split and, uh, I mean, the economy collapsed anyway, so it was uh, intense. A third of the staff had to leave because uh, they had, had to downsize. And I was a new teacher and very innovative. I started the robotics club and all of that. And it didn't matter, right? Tenure, that's just how, how things work. When you're right. new, you're gone. And so I'm like, okay, now what? On my hero's journey, you know. And I put out my application, didn't get anything back back then. And my husband and I thought, well, let's become family teachers at Boys Town. We'd always wanted to in, interested in that. How can mm-hmm. we help children who really need it and really love on them? And uh, so we did that. Um, it was a really intense experience. And I would not say I was in my wheelhouse. Uh, it, I learned a lot, but it was yeah. very challenging. Um, after a couple years, then we did, we moved on. But I... Um, I always felt, I felt lost because I thought I would always be a teacher and now I'm a mom. And now I, I, uh, I had a lot of fear. Uh, actually, at, when we were at Boystown, I was assaulted by one of the girls. Um, and that introduced a lot of fear in my life. So not only mm-hmm. am I, I'm not having this like gold star moment <laughs> as a, yeah. you know, an achiever. Yeah. What am I doing in the world? I'm a mom. Okay, how can I really sit with this and be grateful just to be here you know and then I have all this fear that I was dealing with um like PTSD kind of stuff and uh um so throughout my journey then I was feeling kind of lost I started to help my husband uh, a few years later uh, as he was growing his real estate business and uh, leading a a brokerage in town and uh, so I was like the new agent connector so I was cold calling new agents across the city (laughs) and uh I was deathly afraid of that so afraid. But that was kind of when it first clarified for me, I, something's wrong in my mindset. Like, I was not prepared for this. You know, this is different from my rest of my life has always been. I couldn't steady my way to success. Um, mm-hmm. I had to fail my way to success. Just pick up the phone, say hello, do my best and learn from it and then keep getting better. And so I would do this every afternoon during nap time with when our kids were little. And it was like my own free time of the day, but I was like committed. And so I'm getting on the phone and um, failing forward and a lot of, you know, different people angry. And, and <laughs> I soon learned like how to differentiate what they thought about me versus who I was and what I thought about me and why I was calling and like stand in that confidence of how uh, our journey in real estate had changed my life and uh, my leadership. 
And so anyway, I, it's like I had grown into becoming a leadership coach, really, yeah. through that role. And so then I, I was like, well, what am I, what am I going to do someday? You know, I don't really feel alignment with being a teacher anymore. I just really care about helping people find their calling and, like, find that confidence for themselves. And I thought that would be really cool to do with kids. But I don't know what that would look like. Maybe I'd do a, a once-a-year leadership conference. I don't know, you know. And so that was just kind of in my mind. And then just part of my, like, own leadership journey, I was listening to podcasts and reading leadership books while I'm being mm-hmm. a mom at home. And helping my husband, um, I heard about, uh, I was listening to the podcast called The One Thing, and they interviewed Jeff and Laura Sandifer, and my jaw dropped open as I heard this story of a school. I felt found in that moment. Because, Jeff and Lori, the founders? Yes, the original founders in Austin. Of Acton. Yep. And I felt found, because uh, I felt lost for so many years, like, well, now I care about leadership coaching. I guess my calling to be a teacher is done what do I do, you know, and to see that a school was actually developed around best leadership principles, not around the, the factory model uh, that was developed <laughs> 150 years ago, right, but it, it's relevant, and it's relevant for companies like Google, you know, Facebook, like current companies who are operating at a high leadership team-oriented mm-hmm. level, and that to see a school that's taken those principles and then created a whole school based on that. I was like, that's where I belong. <laughs> I found my calling. So I felt alive again. Um, like there's, there's purpose and there's a plan for me with all the hard things I've been through. Um, yeah, there's a purpose. That is a fascinating story. Mm. Wow. It's too bad you don't have any ambition about what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations uh, on, on finding your why. And thanks. it sounds like you're helping kids find their do do children children who are going to thrive at CAC, at Acton, excuse me, do they need to be showing signs of a future in entrepreneurship to be a hero, to be a learner at Acton Academy? That's a good question. I would say I would probably uh, rephrase the question even. I think all learners have that capacity. Um, we all have curiosity that is a part of us when we're born. That's how a child learns, by exploring their environment, right? They, mm-hmm. they naturally stand up to walk and fall down, stand up to walk again and fall down hundreds of times until they finally walk. But then along the line, uh, I believe that that curiosity and that natural, like, courage to just keep getting back up, we, we kind of learn it out of them, like uh, in mm-hmm. depending on the environments that, that we put ourselves in, you know, like a, a traditional school environment would say, um, you have to be here by this time, right? You better be up to this growth aspect by this age, yeah. and that's not how humans grow. Like there will be certain benchmarks that maybe most people be here by here by here, but we all grow in our own, pla- on our own pace, in our yeah. own time, and so, um, anyway, so to think differently about human development and, and see that that curiosity is in there. And so my job, our job at Acton is to help identify that and draw it out, draw out their genius and keep it f- on fire rather than snuff it out by, say, sit in a desk and take these notes and learn this right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what, <laughs> what are you curious about? Here's some different options. Here's five different options that are 
really great. What do you feel drawn to today? You know, uh, and so giving them a lot more agency and choice mm-hmm. in their learning um, is what helps keep that curiosity alive because they're learning how to think for themselves and make decisions rather than always having the decision made for them. And yet within a helpful structure that, you know, is not like a free-for-all. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 there is some structure behind it. There's, there's guardrails. Yes, absolutely. Well, that was a much more concise explanation than I was expecting. Thank you. Oh, you bet. That, that really drives it home. And I'm also tying that into, you said Acton is in 25 countries, right? Yes. So this is something that survives and thrives regardless of the business or social structure. Yeah. It's beyond that. Right. Yeah, it's really cool to get on. We have these online forums where we connect with different owners around the world. Um, you know, but connecting with people of all different cultures and right. seeing how these um, these beliefs about children and their capabilities transcend cultures, and uh, seeing how they express it, and then how we express it, and mm-hmm. learning from each other and making it better and better and better all the time. Speaking of expressing, we've only got time for one more thing here, but okay. you have a children's fair. Yes, I mean, depending upon. COVID times, uh, you have it a couple times a year or once a year. Tell me real quickly in a nutshell, what's, it's, the, it's the Children's Fair, right? Yes, the Acton Children's Business Fair, and we are so excited. Uh, it's really just a chance for kids to put together a business. We give them different help and support beforehand. Uh, they do the work. They put it together. Uh, uh-huh. They set up their booth on the day of the fair, and then the public is invited to come and shop their booths, and support their businesses. And it's been so neat to see a number of these children have started with us when they're, let's say, eight, uh, although it's young as five, that we usually have four or five. Um, And to see them grow year after year, they come back with a different business idea, Uh tweaked. Next year, they come back with a different business idea, changed. And it's like they're continuing to innovate uh, from year to year. And what a cool way that they're discovering what they care about and their passions and they're like trying it out. And so it's a really safe way to fail early, cheaply and often, <laughs> right? Cause I've had even my own children tried an idea and they're like, I only made 20 bucks. I, I'm going to do something different next year. Yeah. You know, it, so it's a safe place, a supportive place. We have a lot of amazing sponsors and judges that come and they just pour encouragement. We call them our chief encouragers of the day Pour That's encouragement great. on them and uh, help them see, hey, I love this idea. Hey, have you thought about this? And so that's really special. It's probably one of the most special parts is the connection with real entrepreneurs who just care about giving back to them that day. That's fantastic. And having had my own son in one of those fairs, in the most recent one, what I loved was, it may have been a little hard for me, but it was the right way to do it, is this is not a parent's event. Yes. This is the kids doing it themselves. <laughs> and you were politely but very emphatically helping parents let their kids succeed and fail and learn on their own <laughs> terms, which yes. is really hard for a parent. Yes. But it was so rewarding to watch it happen. So I'm thank so you glad. for and setting it up that way and staying true to it. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it does require bravery for each of the parents. And so... We even have a special meeting 
just to help them understand how do you do this? Because this is countercultural right. to what is traditional, right? You go to a traditional fair of some kind. It's a parent fair, and the parents have see whose kid can look the best, and that's not what we're about. <laughs> if the parent is seen selling to the public, they have to leave. Yeah, like, you're out. You're out. Yeah, <laughs> tell the kid to fire their parent. Exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah. so we got to wrap up, but two things. One, when do you have a date set for the next Children's yes. Fair, Acton Children's Fair? Yes, it'll be May 15th. May 15th of 2022. Yep, yep. and then we are actually uh, going to be doing a Nebraska Acton Children's Business Fair as well. There is an, another Acton that started after they heard about from us what we were doing. They started one in Lincoln, and so we're going to connect and uh, do it midway um, and have a Nebraska Children's Business Fair so very excited for Fantastic. that development yeah where do people go to get a hold of you and to learn more about the next fair and about the academy itself yes our website uh, would be great uh, Omaha, a-c-t-o-n thank you omaha dot uh, org and uh, yeah you can reach out uh, we have lots of information on there thank you so much Rachel so again it's Acton so it's like act on A-C-T-O-N. Right. Named after Lord Acton. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. He was the one who taught, had the quote about um, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And so in our model, we push the power to the children. That's why it's called Acton Academy. I can't think of a better line to wrap <laughs> this episode up on. You nailed it. You're going to have to be a guest every month. I love it. Rachel Benson from Acton Children's Academy in Omaha. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. And thanks to all of you listening to another episode. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Remember to listen, subscribe, and share. A Huda Media Production.